Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries, the podcast where we discuss EVs and their potential in small-town America. I hope everyone had a wonderful World EV Day. A couple of cool things have happened this week, including it seems that Lucid might actually be bringing a car to market. From what I've seen, I think the Lucid Air is a beautiful car, and if some of the promised available features pan out, like the 1,080 horsepower and a 500-mile-plus battery that charges at 20 miles a minute under the right conditions, then that could be a game-changer. However, at a price tag between $80,000 and $169,000, it's only going to perpetuate the idea that electric cars are just playthings for the affluent. Now, I'm more interested in getting a mid-size sedan with a 250-mile battery in the mid $20,000 price tag, or at least an F-150 with a similar range in the $30,000 to $40,000 range. Of course, Americans love their trucks and SUVs, so someone is eventually going to make a mass-marketable vehicle that people will want to buy. Tesla's been the closest so far, but the real question is whether or not Tesla is the Roger Bannister of the EV world. For those of you who don't know, Roger Bannister was the first person to break a four-minute mile running. Everyone thought it was impossible until he did it in 1954 at three minutes, 59.4 seconds. Super close, but it's still under four minutes. And the record didn't stand long. Within a few months, it was broken. And I've heard everything from three people did it within the next 12 months or 24, 37. It's one of those things that once it was done, people started breaking it. And those stats have been muddled and they get misstated at some motivational seminars all the time. But either way, Bannister was the first, and since then, almost 1,500 people have broken the four-minute mile. Tesla has, as I've mentioned, created a fan base and has shown the world that EVs are a solid idea and here to stay. They are the Roger Bannister and the model for everyone else. Maybe Lucid will be the John Landy of the EV world. He's the guy that broke Bannister's record two months later. But maybe not. Only time will tell. As long as manufacturers keep bringing new EVs to market, the revolution will still keep going. Something is going to gain mass appeal even if it's broken down into niche markets. And that's a possibility. You'll have... Some people that are going to adopt when the trucks get here. You'll have some people that are waiting for the perfect SUV. It's just a matter of time before somebody is going to find an EV that they really, really like. The second cool thing this week is that Uber 
has committed to be zero emission across its 10,000 cities on six continents by 2040. Of course, they're following Lyft in this endeavor. Uber is in the process of taking four actions to accomplish this. First, they are expanding Uber Green, which is a program where their riders can request to be picked up by an EV or hybrid for a dollar more. Um, this will be available in 15 North American cities. I'm not sure which ones that uh, will be, but um, I'll bet that it's the big ones. Second, they are committing $800 million in resources to help North American and European drivers to make the change. I'm pretty sure that they're partnering with Renault, which includes Nissan and Mitsubishi, and GM to help and most likely through some sort of incentive plan, but that's purely speculation on my part. As you know, I am not a GM fan. My daughter drives a Chevy Cruze, and um, it will be the last GM product I ever own. I think GM is really good at styling, but they really seem to build less than ideal motors. That's just my opinion, and I know many people will not share that opinion, and that's fine. Back to Uber. Uber is looking to expand its e-bike and e-scooter segment. They also promise more transparency through a public environmental performance report. I think this is all really good. More EVs will be on the road with the drivers, and there's more opportunity for the riders to be exposed to EVs. Environmentally, it's a positive step, and it furthers the EV revolution. There may be some infrastructure and logistics to work out, but those things can't come before somebody makes the commitment to electrify. Make the decision, take action, and deal with the challenges along the way. And that's what Uber seems to be doing. Unfortunately, Uber doesn't have a big presence in small-town America. Remember that I'm in southeastern Kentucky, so obviously Lexington or Louisville aren't nearly as big as, say, Indianapolis, which I think is the 15th largest city in America. Even at that, Indy wouldn't be part of the Uber Green Push after you factor in the larger cities in Canada. But all in all, it's still a positive thing. Speaking of cities, I'm getting ready to head to Cincinnati. Um, every time I go to Cincinnati, I see several Teslas. Uh, last time I saw an i3, and um, every once in a while, I'll see a Volt or a Leaf, and I guarantee you I'm not seeing all the others that I pass. And whether I see them or not, it's good to know that they're out there. Hit that subscribe button. And of course, thank you so much for listening. I can't say it enough. The EV revolution is here. Whether it has a $169,000 price tag or you just pay a dollar extra, it's a fun ride. <laughs>